Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Time with James Sweetman. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, also, a big thank you to everyone who got in touch with me following last week's episode where I spoke about my journey and how I found my courage to leave the corporate rat race back in August 2000. So I was going down memory lane, revisiting something from 20 years ago. I can't believe that. Um, But it was a paradigm shift for me. And obviously what I spoke about resonated with many people. Um, As I mentioned in last week's episode, this week I'm doing a follow up. So this week is all about how I discovered my passion, how I discovered the world of life coaching or how it discovered me, perhaps, and how I knew I'd found my place, as it were, so that it wasn't just something I was doing. It wasn't just a career. What I was doing was an expression of who I am. Um, which is perhaps the career version of winning the lotto. So this week I'm going to continue with that story. And then I'm also planning next week to maybe pull some of the specific insights and some coaching techniques uh, to share with you if you're someone who finds themselves at a crossroads at the minute and who's maybe looking to make some career change as well. So next week's episode will focus in on that. This week is all about how I discovered the world of coaching. I want you to picture the scene. We're going back to February 2001 and I'm in a park near Manly Beach, a suburb of Sydney. I believe it's where Home and Away is filmed. I distinctly remember sitting on a bench underneath a tree and the sun was coming through it, trying to get a little bit of shade. I had just come out of a bookstore nearby and I had, as ever, gravitated to the section of the bookstore, which back then was called the self-help aisle. Now I think it would be popular psychology. And I was browsing that section and I picked up a book with an orangey red cover, Be Your Own Life Coach by Fiona Harold. And I started to read it in the shop and I got absorbed. So I bought it. I came out. I found that spot in the nearby park and I continued to read Um, A little while later, I went back into the bookstore to get a pen because it was one of those books that I wanted to be writing in the margins or underlining as I went. And I remember the the sales assistant in the bookstore just handing me a biro. So I was very, very thankful for that. Uh, So I began to make the book my own. So one of the questions that I remember contemplating at the time was that one that we're often asked as children, you know, who do you want to be or what do you want to be when you grow up? So here I was, having left the the corporate world, uh, taking some time out, doing at 30, what many people now do at 20. Uh, I literally went to the far side of the world to quote unquote find myself. Um, But I was certainly taking time out to give me some perspective on my own life. You know, I wasn't sure where I was going, apart from the rest of my round the world itinerary, as it were. Uh, But I knew where I had come from. Um, I remember certainly being asked that question when I was younger, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, Maybe my answer was a teacher some of the time or to work in an office, as I mentioned last week. Um, But one of the things that I was very clear on when I was um, in Australia was that I, you know, I always wanted to get a sense of satisfaction from what it was I was doing. And that's something that had been lacking in the latter ends of my, my traditional career, as it were. You know, I didn't know what my new role would be, 
But I knew that as I took some time out, that some ideas would form. Um, and they began to form when I picked up that book, which was and continues to be a great resource for me. What's so interesting with that book, Be Your Own Life Coach by Fiona Harold. I'm now connected with Fiona Harold on social media, and I'm hoping in the not too distant future that she can be a guest on the podcast. Wouldn't that be a, an interesting conversation and squaring the circle? But let me go back to that book. One of the things I found really helpful in reading a coaching book is that it dawned on me that coaching, even though it was something I'd never heard of before outside of a sports arena, it was the glue that that brought an awful lot of my work and interests together. You know, things that I had enjoyed in the past. In many ways, I'd been coaching myself and others for years. You know, as the late, great Steve Jobs said in his famous Stanford address, it's easy to join the dots looking backwards. And when I looked back, I could see that there were many dots, all career and life experiences that were pointing me in the direction of coaching. You know, things such as, you know, I always enjoyed working with people. It was never a chore for me to run team meetings or to carry out performance appraisals when I managed a group. Um, it was something I did instinctively. And for as long as I can remember, I cut articles out of newspapers and magazines containing insights into motivation and peak performance. The field of personal development always fascinated me. And people also gave me feedback in that I was a great listener and someone who was easy to talk to. I remember shortly after reading that book in Australia, I was having dinner with people I had just met. And they said listening to me and sharing my story was inspirational and they felt so motivated afterwards and that I should consider it as a career. You know, I didn't even know that a career as a speaker or a coach was possible, let alone that it was possible for me. A few times in my work, I had been asked to deliver a presentation at a conference. You know, I've spoken at um, I'd spoken at different events um, overseas as well, representing the company I'd worked for. And despite being exceptionally nervous beforehand, these were experiences that I enjoyed and the feedback was always positive. Also, when I think of my MBA days, I remember particularly enjoying the topics of organizational psychology, business strategy, motivation, entrepreneurship. It was even in the area of motivation that I chose to do my own thesis. So these were all dots that were pointing in a particular direction. But of course, as you're living them, sometimes you cannot see the pattern. You cannot see the wood from the trees. Of course, the time came when I had to return from my travels. My savings account was practically empty, but my life was far richer in so many ways. Still, I had to start working and earning again. So I contacted a recruitment agency, and that was the first time I'd ever done that. What was so fascinating was, even though when I met with them, they said, you know, James, what you're looking for, and I'd mentioned about maybe project management work, you know, could be quite specialist, um, and it might take a while for them to get back in touch with me. But somewhat miraculously, within 24 hours, a contact from my old insurance days got in touch via the recruitment agency and they offered me a project management job on the spot. I didn't even have to interview for it. I can smile now and think of the words of Paolo Coelho, who says that at the moment of commitment, the universe conspires to assist you. It was certainly assisting me then, uh, for sure. Uh, what was also interesting was my new employer the insurance brokerage, they had never used that recruitment agency before. You know, it was new territory for them. And suddenly we just clicked and connected and it was right for both of us. Uh, readjusting to the world of work after a year out was challenging, but something was 
different for me now because I was different. I was working for a large financial services organization again, uh, but I felt that I was really working for myself. I felt I had greater ownership over my own destiny, as it were. Uh, The project I was managing had a lifespan of 18 months, and my goal was to be ready to move into the world of coaching when that project was completed. Um, And if I was going to make it happen, I I suppose I had to start getting ready for that straight away. So I enrolled on a coaching course and I obtained my diploma. Uh, I I immediately undertook another course in the area of NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And I've done a few of a few more of those qualifications since Uh, combining work and study was something I had done before when I did my MBA in the mid 90s. But this time it was different. Uh, I was studying something that I loved. You know, I was learning not only about coaching, but also about myself as well. Anyone who's done a coaching course knows that it's, you know, personal development on steroids. Uh, I thought nothing about of, of reading, a, you know, a coaching book or a personal development article until the early hours. You know, interestingly, as part of the coaching diploma course, there was a recommended reading list. Each month we had to choose out of, uh, we had to read one book out of a, a short list of three. Um, of course, each month I read all three of them because I simply couldn't get a, enough of it. Um, it was during this time that I had so many doors open to me in terms of a new world, you know, teachers and authors such as Tony Robbins, Wayne Dyer, Jim Rohn, Brian Tracy, Nick Williams, Marion Williamson. These, This was the time I came across all of these people. And of course, they're still teachers and authors that I turn to time and time again. Um, many of these writers spoke about detecting your passion in life and how when you discover it, you can shape your career around it and it won't really feel like working. You know, and it was beginning to dawn on me that working in the personal development field was my passion, but could I make a career out of it? At the end of 2002, the project I was working on came to an end, and thankfully it was successful, and a nice performance bonus came my way. Uh, the company I was working for was interested in retaining me, but I knew it was now time for me to take that leap of faith. My thinking at the time was that maybe I could always be employable, but now was the time for me to flex my newly found entrepreneurial muscle and see if I could make it as a life coach. Uh, the question whether, you know, the question I remember at the time wasn't really whether it was a good idea or if it would work. You know, I was sure that it would if I applied myself to it. For me, the real question was, did I have the courage to give it a go and to see it through? And in the end, I took that leap because I knew that I would regret it if I didn't. Um, I had a small amount of money and I invested it in a website and business cards and I started to inform friends and contacts of my new career plans because so often it's about having new conversations with people. Again, I heard all sorts of comments from you'll be mad to why do you want to do that to what is coaching? But of course, I'd heard all of these comments before when I'd left the world of work. Um, and, and I was used to seeing them or viewing them as a test of my own determination. And um, of course, I know myself that, you know, if someone says to me, James, you know, you can't do that or that's not possible that, you know, I sort of set in motion because uh, I want to prove them wrong. But anyway, back at the beginning of January 2003, I became James Sweetman of James Sweetman and Associates. I had spent the first 12 years of my working life climbing the career ladder only to realize that it was propped up against the wrong building. Now I wanted to own the ladder and the building it was against as well by setting up my own business. 
Back then, my commute now was pulling out a chair at the dining room table. Uh, this is where I perched my laptop. Uh, it was connected to a printer that was kept underneath it. Um, and, uh, you know, I did have certainly uh, those moments where I questioned my sanity. But thankfully, they were rare occasions. And I was equally blessed to have the support of close friends and family who were very encouraging. I don't know if you've ever felt this, but I knew back then somewhere deep inside me, I knew I was on the right path. You know, I hadn't a clue where that path would lead. But for the first time in my career, in my working life, you know, if I an consciously answered that question, what do I want? Uh, my answer in 2003 was to be a successful business and personal coach who loves his work, is well respected and earns 5,000 euro a month. Now, I remember that goal precisely because it was part of a morning affirmation that I had. Of course, little did I know that it would take far longer to achieve that monetary goal than I thought. You know, I had heard from many sources that it takes three years at least to get any business off the ground. I remember thinking that that might be the case for others, but not for me. Sure, clients will be chasing after me. Turns out I was wrong. You know, after a few months when phone calls weren't being returned and the email inbox remained stubbornly empty, I began to ask myself, now what? You know, I was thankful to have some savings. Uh, I used them to supplement my meagre income from coaching that I had somehow, you know, gotten a few clients to work with me. Uh, but I began to realize that for my business, and maybe this is true for, for every business, I think it is, to be successful, there has to be that balance between visibility and ability. And in the initial stages, visibility is more important. There's no point in being wonderful at what you do if no one knows who you are. Back then, of course, social media really didn't exist. I think I set up my business in the same month Facebook was set up. So you didn't have the same channels now available uh, from a social media perspective. So I had to chip away and make myself more visible in more traditional ways. I set myself targets to reach out to potential clients, to have conversations with people who were in my network. You know, I put in full days, even though I felt as if I ended up back in promotion and sales business rather than the coaching business. I attended networking meetings and spoke about my business to anyone who would listen to me and perhaps even those who didn't listen. Um, and I learned a valu valuable lesson at the time. You know, there's a big difference between being busy and being income generating busy. And I just had to make sure that I wasn't simply being a busy fool. But slowly, my coaching business began to grow. Uh, I made a big leap forward when I realized that coaching, supporting and challenging others to realize their potential wasn't just something I did. It was who I am. You know, so, yes, I needed to be earning money, but it was still something I was going to be doing no matter what. Um, and when I realized this, I, I just sort of stepped into my power is perhaps the phrase I would use now. My work brought me so much pleasure you know, that even if I wasn't going to be paid for it, I would do some pro bono work, which I remember doing more of back at that time, which, of course, put skills and experience under my belt as well. Um, uh, and, and that approach just felt right. You know, if I had a gift, um, I, I should simply share it unconditionally and not just share it with conditions. And of course, it's perhaps no coincidence that when, you know, this switch flicked inside my head, more paid work came my way. Um, I remember one particular client asking me to put some of the, um, the techniques or frameworks that I had together to, to run a group workshop with some of his team. 
And it seems very obvious now, looking back, that that's work I could do. Um, but it was a it was a new first step for me at the time. And I remember thinking this angle is perhaps one that's more sustainable for me, where I'm working with groups and, of course, being able to charge a, a higher fee. Um, despite the fact now that as time went on, my income was growing steadily, I was still having having to dip into savings to cover the cost of where I was living, my rent. And in 2006, I had to make the very difficult decision to move back home. And thankfully, my parents were very open open and, ex- and accepting of this. But it was one of those times that I found exceptionally difficult because we all like to have a little bit of money in our pockets. And I was really living month to month and I couldn't take the pressure of the monthly rent uh, that I was paying. Um, I remember thinking at the time or I was reading at the time the book by Randy Pausch and in it was the line, you know, the brick wall is there to stop people who don't want it badly enough. And I still felt I, I still wanted this badly. So I was going to to to, to stay determined and, and pay the price if that meant moving back home with my parents. What was so fascinating, I'd now view it as one of these universal winks or coincidences. But one week after moving back home, the floodgates to my business opened. The phone started to ring. The email box was full of inquiries. And the first new client who contacted me, an organization, was based just down the road from my parents' house, which was an odd spot to have a a head office. I took this as a sign that I'd made the right decision and even better that I'd passed the test. Uh, Looking back on that time, I can see that my energy changed. I was no longer worried about paying bills and meeting the monthly rent. I was more relaxed and positive. I'd also shown that I was determined as hell and perhaps God or the universe was simply saying I better give him what he wants. So six months after moving back home and with my business having skyrocketed, I moved back into an apartment in the city centre and this time I could afford um, I could afford it. Um, I had stability of income as much as any income was stable. And it was only at this time that I began to achieve that monthly earnings target that I had set a few years beforehand. And that gave me a, a great sense of satisfaction that I had achieved something that I had set out to achieve. What's interesting now, as I look back on that time, what, 13, 14 years ago when my business began to really become sustainable, or back 20 years ago to when I left the world of work, uh, corporate work, I, you know, it's rare that we take a moment to look back on our journeys and to discover the obstacles we've overcome, the, the challenges that we've faced and how we've grown as people. I know it's something that I don't do enough of because the focus is always on what's next and the next target, the next goal, the next book, the next workshop, whatever it is. And I know for me, certainly over the last four months here in 2020 with the COVID lockdown, that I have been taking some time out, similar to what I had done 20 years ago when I was in Australia, taking some time out to to have a little bit of perspective on what it is I'm doing, what brings me satisfaction, what do I want more of, what do I want less of going forward. So it's almost a mirroring of that process. And in some ways, I found it a little bit disconcerting this time around because it was certainly the case that for me, I had discovered my passion, my calling in life, as it were, when I think about coaching and my journey and setting up my own business. But in many ways now, I'm looking to create something new. 
and everything of course grows and evolves just like um, we do as people our businesses do as well so it's it's timely in a number of ways that I'm looking back on this time 20 years ago because in some ways I'm re-experiencing it myself within my own business but let me close this week by saying thank you again for tuning in I hope you found my little story and my trip down memory lane useful particularly if you're someone who feels you're at a bit of a crossroads yourself at the minute Next week, as I mentioned, I'm going to pull together, I'm going to harness together all of the little insights and tips and wisdom that I've picked up over the years, particularly when it comes to career change. So that's what next week's topic will be all about. So if you have found this week's episode of Benefit, terrific if you could give me a like or a comment on the podcast or perhaps share it with someone who might find my story uh, motivational at this time. So thank you again and until next week.